Howdy, stranger. This is Hauser. If things have gone wrong, I'm talking to myself, and you've got a wet towel wrapped around your head. Now, whatever your name is, get ready for the big surprise. You are not you. You are me. Is a chopper. That sounds pretty good. Right. That's all this episode's going to be. Yeah, back to the chopper. You still have them screaming in the semi Australian accent. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Uh, welcome to Frank Reviews, a father son expedition through pop culture. I am Harrison, the son. And I am Nacho. Nacho, who? Nacho, friend. We don't plan this, everybody. And today we are joined by a very special guest, uh, my good friend and yours, uh, the man with many names, many beards. Uh, <laughs> that was worth the look on your face right there. Uh, Rob Queso. <laughs> you just, you just snap and point at the microphone. <laughs> Wait, this is a bit audio podcast? This is an audio podcast. Oh, you shoot. you told me that you listened. I think the jig is up now, you liar. Ah, you've caught me. Yeah. And a ruse. Yeah, a, a, a stunning ruse. Yes. Uh, so this <laughs> this week we watched Paul Verhoeven's uh, classic Total Recall, a movie that either n- I nor dad have ever seen before no, i thought i had but nope nope definitely nope. Not. you're just i'm pretty sure you're just confusing it with other schwarzenegger movies where there's definitely a lot of not. schwarzenegger screaming no yeah well this was good this was heavy on the screen oh yeah this is a this is an arnold scream movie yeah this is heavy and uh case i know you regard yourself as something of an expert this is true uh one time D- directly at the yes, microphone sorry. One time in, uh, oh god. Band camp. Yeah. No? Fortunately. Uh, <laughs> right after high school, I more or less kidnapped a bunch of my friends <laughs> on Arnold Schwarzenegger's birthday, and we watched a bunch of his movies and had a bunch of pizzas delivered. It was like 12 hours of Arnold movies. <laughs> <laughs> when is, I need to know now, when is July 31st? Uh, when is Arnold Schwarzenegger's birthday? Schwarzenegger was born on July 30th, 1947. All right. July 30th. All right. Very, very close. Oh, no. We just went to... Dad, you and I just went to a baby shower today. Guess when Gwen's twins are expected? I don't care. (laughs) On July 30th. She's going to have twins on July 30th. She should watch twins. She has... That was the first thing I texted her. She has to name them Danny and Arnold. Or Julius and... I forget what Danny DeVito is. Uh, <laughs> Charlie Frank. Danny. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> so, to clarify, Arnold Schwarzenegger's name is spelled S-C-H-W-A-R-Z-N. And this is very important. The letter after the N is the letter E. E is an Edward. <laughs> followed by two Gs. God and then help E-R. us. God help us Translated when we do... Translated from German, his name is Black Plowman. 
Really? Yes. Black Plowman. Plowman. Yeah. Wow, that's... Huh. That's kind of rad as hell, actually. That's pretty terrific. Yeah, it makes no sense. (laughs) Well, I had a substitute teacher in, like, the third grade named Wagon Seller. Yeah. No, oh, we we mind that. What the, Sorry? What? I wonder what her ancestors did. Yeah, I did. can't imagine. Yeah, I what, think she was a dealership of some kind. What, yeah, what yeah. did that mean? Yeah. I used but, to call her Wagon Slapper. <laughs> yeah. I think I slipped up and said that to her face a few wagon times. Wagon Slapper. Yeah, that, that didn't do me any favors. So, Dad, standout moments? What, what are your first impressions? Oh, man. The, <laughs> the screaming with the Austrian accent. Oh, yeah, like, thrown in. I mean, you would think that people all around the world would just you you scream, but like a French person is that like do they have a French accent when they scream, or do they just scream, an Italian or something? But Arnold had his his accent thrown in on the screaming. It was unbelievable. I've seen a lot of things about like onomatopoeia and stuff like that, and like how people describe the noise a cat makes in various parts of the world or frogs or whatever and it's fascinating just how varied you can make a meow kind of thing but uh yeah in japan it's like nine yeah like all right sure sure I, i i do know that this has really nothing to do with total recall but the Egyptian word for cat is literally just meow. So they like, it's like Pokemon. You walk up, hey, what are you? Meow. All right, sure. Then we'll go with that. Oh, I'm a bow wow. <laughs> I'm an ah, get to the chopper. <laughs> <laughs> fun fact about his name, and this is going to tie into your total or um, last action hero episode. Right. Okay. Oh, Wait. my God, please. Please tell us that. Uh, so we, his name is Black Plowman, translated from German. Right. So when he introduces himself, when Jack Slater is posing as the real Arnold in the real world. Okay. Hi, I'm the famous comedian Arnold Braunschweiger. <laughs> Braunschweiger. Braunschweiger. It's a, that's a play on Black Plowman, but it's not quite the same. Okay. So. Okay. All right. I do know, like, I think we might just have to delve into Last Action Hero on, like, an annual basis, because I do think there's enough of that movie to, like, mine infinitely. Yeah, maybe. Let's, I'm not oh, so man. sure. <laughs> well, that's, yeah. Well, like, this, on a surface level, no. But on a deeper level, also no. <laughs> this movie, you can you can go so many directions with it, because it, it, is he Right into is, the microphone. Is he awake? There you go. Is he awake? Is he asleep? Is he in that chair getting his mind tweaked or whatever? You know, so mm-hmm. uh, you can f- switch back and forth and back and forth as many times as you want, and the plot can be as convoluted as possible because the, the, during the whole thing, I didn't know, you know, whether he's alive or not alive or, you know... Um, yeah, um, you don't really need to worry about it because the movie gives you so many outs as to where his brain could be. Yeah. And then why did he have that that whatever spasm aneurysm or whatever it was that, you know, I guess it was just a coincidence. I uh, think the, the technical jargon they threw in that was that there was already like a brain cap, like some someone had already messed with his memories. Mm-hmm. And the uh, recall okay. people don't look for that initially. And that screws with the new recall 
thing, I think. Okay. However, I, oh, oh, okay, take us to school. That could be interpreted as the inciting incident of the fantasy that he deliberately buys into. Okay. Because um, what they say, everything that they mention, and I didn't even watch the movie beforehand, uh, everything that they mentioned when they're selling him the recall trip okay. is exactly how the movie plays out. Yeah. So yeah. they even say like, oh, Blue Sky on Mars, haven't seen that, and then that's the last shot of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> so okay. they, they the, give away the whole movie in the first twenty minutes. That, I love it when movies do that. I love it so much. Like um, uh, the World's End, the Edgar Wright movie. Mm. The entire movie is the first fifteen minutes of the movie. I only saw it once. You, okay, well, it's, we'll have you back on for that one, won't we? Yep. Um, although I do think when we start delving into sequels, we're going to hit the Evil Dead series first. So. <clears throat> This, yeah. um, what, <laughs> and what, you said 91 on this? No, 90. 90. Okay. 90. Okay. Nine zero. Right. Yeah. Um, the, I knew we were going to see great fashion, great <laughs> 80s fashion. Well, you know, I love, with the hair and the outfits and stuff. I like how Arnold spent the entire movie dressed like an early 90s suburban dad. Yeah. Like, I'm pretty sure, again, we're going to come into this a lot whenever we hit these movies in this time period. Like, I'm fairly confident you own that shirt. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I was looking at it going, yeah. yeah I a had nice, a jacket. I a did nice, have a jacket like nice that. Nice L.L. Bean jacket. Yeah. 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 Fun fact. It was, in fact, the number one movie um, in the box office on my birthday. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, there you go. And I think All for right. the whole year. So... Yeah, that, wouldn't, that, would, that wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. Which, can right. you imagine that movie being made today? Oh, dear God. Well, can you imagine it being made about eight years ago? Uh, Because they ditch it. Oh, uh, I just made Queso sad. Oh, no. (laughs) That movie's so bland. They they tried to make a... Well, they tried. They made a remake of it a couple of years back. And instead of Mars, it's... The center of the Earth. This. (laughs) Of course, because that It's just a big elevator. Oh, good. Yeah. You know, we need... Like, they saw the scene in uh, Captain America... Uh, Winter Soldier, and it's like, elevators! We're gonna make movies about elevators, you guys! That's two years before Winter Soldier. Well, yes. then, they saw the future. <laughs> and... this, this thing, the, the uh, I don't know, do you call it choreography for the fight scenes? Yeah. I guess, yeah. you know? Yeah. <clears throat> uh, it was pretty lame you know? It's the, it would be much more realistic now, you know, like, with the the, the, the passing by of the fist in the arm and the guy flips <laughs> backwards, you know, we're realizing that it never connected well, with him. I, I, I mentioned while we were watching the movie, I always love the stuntmen who do like a little jump yeah. twist as they're getting yeah. shot. As they're getting shot or, or hit or something like that. <laughs> yeah. And, well, and they, uh, that shooting, I mean, nobody got shot once. Each person <laughs> got shot like six or eight shots all through the torso. It was, it was, oh, yeah. It was, Bullets just tear through yeah. people. Yeah, I don't know what kind budget. of... They, their guns were Whoa. were modern guns. They had <clears throat> modern guns, but but all their other technical uh, equipment looked like uh, uh, 70s Radio Shack knockoffs oh, yeah. or something like that. You know? <laughs> well, I mentioned something like that. And one of my favorite things about even the modern-day Star Wars is that... Despite everyone having lasers and and speed of light travel, everyone still is beholden to weirdly specific 70s technology, like walkie-talkies. Nobody has phones. It's all just like, if you want to get in contact with this person, you had better give them 
the other of this walkie talkie. The other, talkie the, the pair. Yeah. Yeah, the Chaldara pair of walkie talkies. <laughs> lest we forget. Uh oh, uh oh. Uh, okay. we're good. You're, you're good. Uh, lest we forget, we've got video screens in this movie. Right. So. Early Skype. Yeah. Yeah, yeah well, yeah. The, like the. I think the car they were in or something, it had two identical screens oh, next to cars. each other. Like, uh, like, why would you have two screens? The cars all looked like a DeLorean crossed oh. with another crappy car. Yeah. You mean a Cybertruck? Yeah, like... Cybertruck. How can we make futuristic uh, vehicles, like, real cheap? Dad, do you know Do you know anything about the Cybertruck? Nope. <laughs> oh, boy. Another place where Total Recall is ahead of the curve is the automated cars. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. The, the, uh, the Johnny, the Johnny Cab. Cabs. Yep. Johnny oh, Cab. I'm sorry, Google. Cybertruck is one word. I'm sorry for And the Johnny Cab you. guy looked like, like some old carnival guy or something like that instead of like some handsome right. or, or even neutral looking uh, uh, humanoid or something. It looked like uh, it was from a carnival. It, it a was bad pretty interesting animatronics, though. And when mm. the face started melting, that was... Yeah. That was terrible. Yeah. All right, Dad, I'm going to rotate the laptop carefully, and I'm going to show you the Cybertruck. Oh, okay. Have you have you seen this before? No. Okay. But that's exactly what the vehicle Yes, like, okay. Yeah. So now, as we all know, Elon Musk, um, professional lunatic, um, apparently just loves... Is it... It's not DeLoreans. It's the other one. It's the Lotus Esprit. Uh, didn't he buy the, the Bond one? Yes. Yes. His goal is to be able to make Teslas be submersible like the Lotus is in uh, Spy Who Loved The Spy Who Loved Me, thank you. Um, and then as you can see with this Cybertruck, it's literally just a, a, a DeLorean that human beings can actually fit in. I don't know if anybody listening has ever seen a DeLorean up close. They are disproportionate to human beings. Are you saying that Irish people are small? Uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm saying that uh, uh, um, Christopher Lloyd walked with a hunch in those movies for a reason. That's what I'm saying. I've sat in one, and oh my god, I'm glad I kept the door open, because I would have broken several vertebrae trying to compress myself in there. Uh, yeah, so it's... <laughs> Alright, so what else have you got for us? Uh, Teach us, oh master. Another fun tidbit about the Johnny Cab. Okay. How familiar with Star Trek Voyager are you? I I know enough to get by? What's up with... So the voice and the likeness of the Johnny Cab okay. was uh, Robert Picardo, who's okay. the guy who plays the emergency medical hologram. Oh, the doctor! Yeah. I... Uh, <laughs> This is fun. I only know really who he is because he's actually a huge fan of Doctor Who, and when he got the part playing a doctor on Star Trek, he had shirts printed of, like, trust me, I'm the doctor, and stuff like that. So, nice. yeah. No, I know of that. Uh, <laughs> it's really, the, the Johnny Cab is the doctor from Star Trek Voyager. Yep. That's true. This predates Voyager by, like, seven or eight years? Four, okay. Five years. Five years. Yeah. All right. Another fun Star Trek connection with this movie, Ronnie Cox, who is Cohagen, the villain. Right. Um, he's in a, a two-parter uh, as Captain Jellico, and there's a great, fun set of memes where they have the Star Trek Picard reboot going on right now. Okay. So there's a bunch of memes that are Star Trek Jellico, <laughs> and it's just him making really bad dad jokes. Oh, God. I don't recall any to, to share, but they're you worth looking up. You don't recall any? 
Totally. <laughs> <laughs> I'm discovering at a higher gain, finger snaps make the audio waves do terrifying things. Excellent. Yeah. <laughs> so, so he was, he actually was a spy guy. Yeah, Wag he believes Werner he or did. Wagner or something. Hauser, Hauser, Hauser. Okay. Hauser. Yeah, it was pretty close. <laughs> if I'm not me, then who the hell am I? <laughs> and then he became uh, Quaid, you know. And I'm, right. I'm thinking like Hauser. Okay, you can get you know that goes with the Austrian, but you know Quaid is is like an English name. Like why didn't they? How are you going to give this guy an English last name? You know, why don't you call him uh, Rodriguez or something, you know? We were pointing out, yeah. Well, we were also pointing out, like, during his his day job at the construction site, every other human being on the construction site is like a fat schlub. Yeah. And then you've got Arnold with basically no sleeves, and his arms are the size of my legs. And it's like, you don't belong here, sir. What are you doing? Using, what? using a jackhammer that he really doesn't need to yeah, use. Yeah, it's like, why are you wasting the money on this? Just give this guy a ball-peen hammer and yeah. he'll do the same work yeah. in as much time. The statement, you don't belong here, kind of applies to every character he plays. Just because, like, nothing it, ever quite fits it his really, yeah. dynamic. Like, um, there's this one, Raw Deal, he's the sm- sheriff of, like, a North Carolina town. Okay. <laughs> so it's like, sure. how is this jacked Austrian man the sheriff of a small town in yeah, North Carolina? Yeah, yeah, North Carolina, yeah. I, I did rewatch an older um, Cracked After Hours recently that explains, it's a, it's a web show put on by Cracked, the website, and they delve into the theory that all Arnold Schwarzenegger movies are actually training simulations for the Terminator, <laughs> teaching him to interact with you. Because the the point of a Terminator is to sneak into enemy camps, infiltrate from the inside, and destroy. So it's teaching them how to interact with human beings, how to do this, that, the other thing, how to empathize. I now know why you cry. <laughs> That's the one thing that eluded the robots. Tear ducts. That's mm. they could they could master fake synthetic skin and Austrian accents, but not salt water. They couldn't figure that one out. That's the weird part though, is because it's it's not necessarily synthetic. It is organic material, because that's right. how it makes them eligible to time <laughs> eligible for time travel. Yeah. Right. That's like I see you've got your skin in order, good, and you've got the blue stamp on your passport, excellent. In which case, if they can't bring weapons this is an entirely different movie, but okay. if they can't bring weapons through time travel, why not just like stick a gun like between two stakes and you're good to go? Or does it have to be uh, a I am now tissue? tickled by the idea of a gun being covered in living tissue like would it have hair can you imagine the wrinkles around the trigger and the the the, the grip of the gun uh, you have you have begun painting a horrifying picture here a horrifying picture that david cronenberg started in 1983 with oh. videodrome oh god uh, i'm getting the idea that we're gonna have to delve into a lot of other movies just based on this i still gotta see they live damn it <sighs> Ah, there's and and the thing, we are gonna have a buck wild like October and November leading up to uh, Godzilla vs King Kong. We're gonna delve into a lot of weird stuff. I'm very excited for it. 
anything else that you'd like to add, Dad? Besides just it did was, you have a it favorite was fun, line or fun? Fun watching Arnold be you know. Uh, <clears throat> this he, is he like always, peak Arnold too. He, yeah, he always yeah. gets oh yeah, young, handsome. Really, really buff, really juiced up. No Biceps <clears throat> that are basically basketballs yeah. smuggled <clears throat> under his skin. And, uh, yeah. um, he always gets some kind of scars or injuries. I think they almost got ground up in the in the drill thing, right. you know, and they both got their arms ripped, but it doesn't faze him. <laughs> you know, like like I poked my fingernail with a splinter under just under my fingernail a little bit this afternoon when I was working out in the yard. And like for forty five minutes, I'm going. Oh my god, that hurts! Jeez, ah, I can. Oh, I can still feel it. You know, but you know, but if I almost got my, you know, my arms shredded by a monster drill, you know, no, no effect, but no it problem. It helps that his arms were pre-shredded. Yeah, but yeah. yeah, I guess that helps. Well, how about the guy getting the arms pulled off? That was that oh, was that was, cool. that was cool. I'm not gonna lie, like the the one liner on that guy's death was, I'll see you at the party. <laughs> but I really wanted him to make some sort of, like, disarming joke, <laughs> you know? I'm a little upset that he didn't hit that opportunity. Off, offer the girl chicken wing or something? <laughs> if this was post-Harry Potter, it would have been Expelliarmus. <laughs> <laughs> no, we were, we were like, scene. seven years too early, unfortunately, for that. That was a good scene. Good yeah. scene? Yeah. Good? Yeah, well, he was such a bad guy. It was cool that he got his arms ripped off and then fell <laughs> 12 stories or something like that. That's what Michael Ironside deserves. <laughs> like, you you, you were confused because I knew like Michael Ironside was the bad guy as soon as he shows up because he's always the bad now, guy. Now, was that the young guy with the black jacket? The the black jacket. Yeah. Balding black jacket. And the, the older nasty Disarming. dude. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. The older, who's the older nasty dude? Copenhagen. Yeah. That's Co a city in Denmark. Cohagen. Co Cohagen. I added an extra vowel because I believe he's worth it. A syllable because I believe he's worth it. But okay, sure. <laughs> so who's he? Who's he? He was the president of the company. Is am I right in remembering that? Oh uh, God, I don't know. <laughs> of, the, of, the, of what? Of the mining? The mining uh, company? I, well, he also had the ability to declare martial law. So it's like, yeah. was he just like he king the, of the Mars? Governor? Yeah. 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 Whatever that particular relationship was never seemed to be that essential to understand. Yeah, yeah. It was, like, he's a bad guy, and he was friends with Arnold. Hauser was part of like, Hauser. the secret police. Right. Yes, okay. Okay, so he was friends with Hauser, and he came up with the concept of turning Hauser into Quaid to get them to meet Quado. Right, oh, Quado. Let's talk about Quado, Dad. What did you think of Quado? That, that, that like baby coming the out. The baby of his, tumor. Yeah, I mean, it's not it was, a tumor. It, they sh <laughs> tumor. It's not it's a tumor. Not a tumor. <laughs> they should never have done the close up on that. That one. I mean, that it uh, looked it looked bad enough, you know, at a, a standard I, distance. I but doing the close up. It's like okay, yes. I yeah, had it, this thought while watching Quado speak. And my thought was, the lip sync on Quado is better than almost anything in Fistful of Dollars. Yeah, okay. <laughs> and I was just like, wow, his his mouth moves more realistically than all of the Italian cast members of but Fistful pla of Dollars. Plastic lips and cheap paint and, and stuff. It was... All right, so, yeah, that, <clears throat> that was... Um, 
an interesting kind of a creature. And, but the guy, the, the the big guy, has to go into a trance or pass out for the little guy to come around. I guess. Okay. Any uh, any was the any little guy like using the big guy as his host or something like a? There is some thing where they established that there are mutants on Mars. Like Benny's got the wacky arm. There's right. The, yeah. The guy with the face and the girl with the face and the thing. <laughs> the girl with the face. Um, let's see. But like, so there's some sort of there. There are mutations on Mars. Right. They're never really explained how or why, as far as I know. Uh, I did not watch the whole movie I thought, <laughs> before coming I thought here. they said something create. I can't. So, remember. oh no, uh, I, I remember this. Something so triggered the, them. Or- the the mutations were triggered because early settlers right. they had the domes, but they didn't have the proper filtration to filter out the radiation. Right, okay. or the the yeah, right. Like so that. <clears throat> so the newer settlers on Mars weren't privy to the radiation and didn't become mutants. Okay. but the early the early adopters had to deal with the awful Gen 1 problems. Yeah. Gotcha. Right. Which is why you always buy the iPhone 2. Or at least wait a few months after launch. I yeah, exactly. Wait for all the bugs to shake out. Yeah, I don't know why they'd become mutants. I mean, radiation is just going to kill you. You know, it's not going to make you a mutant. Well, you're but, just bringing science yeah, into Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> There's the fiction I'm, part, too. Yeah, I'm sorry. I forgot the fiction <laughs> The fiction part. Do we need to bring up the oxygen destroyer again? Oh my god! From Godzilla. <laughs> yes, uh, the oxygen. It just turned the oxygen to to it, liquid. It it turns the oxygen in the water into liquid, which is why everything dies. What? Yes. All right. Okay. Sure. Yeah. So, what does the water become then? What, it. They just show a bunch of dead fish. It was mumbo nonsense. To- totally. Does it come like? Totally non-science uh, they made up or something. I said this in the Godzilla episode. If they had just left it at, it destroys all the oxygen in the water, it would have been fine. But then they throw in that extra little explanation saying it liquefies the oxygen in the water. And it's just like, well, now you've just taken me out of the whole suspension of disbelief. Yeah, Did they mention that to get around displacement? I Yes, I don't know, but it did turn Godzilla into a skeleton. Figure yeah, that one out. It did, yeah. yeah. <laughs> In the context, please, at some point, either listen to our podcast covering it, or, because I know you haven't listened to them all, or watch the original 54 Godzilla. Not the American translation slash remake from, like, a couple of years later, the 54 Okay, so that's, original. The one, that's the one you're referring to? That's the one we're referring to. Gotcha. There is, and we might cover it on the podcast leading up to Godzilla vs. King Kong, uh, but there oh. is in Godzilla King of the Monsters from 2019, they did bring back the Oxygen Destroyer, but yes. it's, a, it's, a, it's a mid-movie... Okay. Barely a plot point. That's really. what I thought you were referring to, because I no, have seen that movie more recently. A lot of the King Kong versus, uh, oh, sorry, a lot of the Godzilla King of the Monsters stuff is just a reference to the original 54 version, almost right down to the music in the final fight sequence. What do you want? What do you want? What do you want? You don't, you want us to stay on topic and talk about Arnold yep. Schwarzenegger and not Godzilla? So, cheap, uh, cheap choreography. <laughs> um, I think the you mean techno- techno- The technology was, I mean, at one point that he had to pick up a corded phone to to make a communication connection. Right. Although they did have the the video screen, but you know he's holding a holding a corded 
phone to his ear and it's like like what year is this supposed to be if you can go to saturn and go to mars for vacations and stuff you know it's it's a few years in the future come on well i mean in the tv series battlestar galactica they make a point of uh making sure that none of the ships have wireless phones or anything everything's all corded phones with the specific reasoning that the um, the Cylons, the computer beings that they were fighting, could hack their wireless systems. So they deliberately go to analog systems to prevent them from being hacked. And in fact, the newer systems that all have the latest Wi-Fi and stuff are the first to die in the Cylon, new Cylon war. Yeah, no. Now, you've only seen like the first four episodes. Yeah. yeah so yeah, um, that's fine. Queso <laughs> well, <laughs> has no idea. You'd like, like Adama. What, what year do you really think this like was, was supposed to represent? I mean, it's if you're going to be right. doing okay, so Saturn, do watch, Saturn was, travel and stuff, to be set? it's going to be, say, yeah. maybe 2050, 2075 or something. Watch, it's like 2002, the future. <laughs> oh, that reminds me. We got to watch uh, Blade Runner at some point. Oh, okay. Because it's set in the far-flung year of November 2019. 2084. 2084, thank you. Oh, okay. All right, not not far off. Okay, it's supposed to be 2084. <laughs> yeah, I would think that they would have... Uh, well, anyway. But what did they have in the 1990? Um, we weren't cell-phoned. We weren't... I mean, wireless did exist, but it wasn't mm-hmm. widespread, so... Uh, maybe they were still a, technically car phones at that yeah, point. Yeah, cor- they were... Corded phone too big was the enough thing. to be bag phones, baby. <clears throat> yeah. Oh my God, Nan had one of those. I forgot about that. It was the size of this laptop, and it was yeah. Oh my God. Um. And how is it like a movie in the future has 1980s fashion to it? I mean, they could have created a, a non-specific fashion that m- might at least represent. Now I do notice. I, I do notice that whenever movies try to restyle modern, then modern day fashions to be set. What are we barking at? Oh God! We're recording in uh, the dog kennel studios, as previously mentioned. Oh, and, oh, the sausages are ambulating. Checky. And there is a uh, particular oh. reason why we call it the dog kennel studios. Yeah. Uh, what was I on about? Oh, no, that's right. The first thing that gets changed whenever people are trying to make quote-unquote future fashion is the lapels on men's suits. <laughs> Every movie I've ever seen set in the future made in, like, this rough time period, first thing they do is mess with the suits. In Aliens, it's like it's like these weird popped Nehru collars, and in this movie, it's like, it's like this two-toned houndstooth pattern on a solid color... <clears throat> I always love stuff like that, but future coats. Future, yeah, future clothes. Future coats. Dual neckties. Oh, the dual neckties in Back to the Future. I forgot about that. Of all the dumb things to do, what's what's gonna what's gonna really make a business meeting pop? Two neckties side by side. I forget. Did they have two collar openings as well? It's been so long. Yeah. No. Okay. It's been a while for me. I think the last time I saw two was on Back to the Future Day in 2015, so I'm going to have to revisit them sometime. Alright, I think we're more or less covered everything. Um, uh, uh, Queso, anything you'd like to add or plug, or any final closing lessons about 
Arnold and Total Recall and uh, uh, why you wanted to sit in on another Arnold movie to begin with. He, um, he's never coming back. Uh, so, one thing I think is worth mentioning is that it's based on a Philip K. Dick story. Right. Uh, uh, which is has a very different title. We will remember it for you wholesale. Oh god, that's such a great title. It fits on a poster, so good. <laughs> um, but I feel like in terms of capturing the kind of Dickensian, but not Charles, uh, ideas of, you know, oppression, surveillance, uh, mm-hmm. taking kind of those issues and, and extrapolating it into like a, a sci-fi setting, and and then just the whole mind trippy stuff. I think they did something serviceable, uh, considering how impenetrable Philip K. Dick's work can be sometimes. <laughs> And we didn't even talk about Sharon Stone. We really didn't. Yeah, well, Sharon she, Stone. Yeah, she kind of, <clears throat> She was good, but the I was. They maybe would have done better flipping those two because who was the second actress? I mean, she's not uh, the brunette. She's not well known. Sleazy, demure, yeah. sleazy, demure. Yeah, sleazy and demure. I think yes. she's in Con Air as a, a prison guard on the plane. Total Recall, not the remake. Uh, because she had she had a much bigger part, <clears throat> and Sharon Stone really was a was her kind of top super- known role that she is listed for uh, on IMDb is Total Recall. Okay, uh, so that was her crowning moment. Yeah, down to- uh, Con Air falling down. The Eye from two thousand eight. Don't know that one. The Act from twenty nineteen. Grey's Anatomy. Homeland. Secret Summer. Okay. Blue Bloods, NCIS, Los Angeles. Okay, so right. she works. bunch of TV stuff. Law and Order, LA. Queens. But any, I mean, uh, Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants Part Two. Whenever you get uh, a young, handsome Arnold and beautiful women together, I mean, that's that's a movie right it, there. Yeah, it's going to happen eventually. Yeah. yeah. All right. Oop. One last thing. One last thing. All of your listeners would. Do yourself would do themselves a great service uh, by once they finish listening to this episode, tracking down uh, the song "Total Recall" okay. as performed by the action adventure band Arno Core. <laughs> oh, you've told me about Arno Core. Well, apparently, we're going to have a. Uh, I I'm going to have to throw sampling. it into the tail end of the episode or something. Uh, uh, they take. Um, all of the material from their songs is based on uh, actual Austrian legend. And those Austrian legends are what the Arnold Schwarzenegger movies are actually based on. So the songs are a more pure distillation of those themes. Okay. Um, <laughs> rather than, you know, the movies themselves. They, they consider the movies to be Austrioploitation. Um, and I'm friends with the singer on Facebook. <laughs> There it is! There it is! Alright, well, I'll chuck a little clip on to the end of the episode. Give people a taste. Um, uh, Kesa, do you have any social media or projects or this, that, and the other thing that you'd like to promote? No. <laughs> Alright, well, I have been Harrison Lichner. You can find me on Twitter at H-D-L-I-C-H-T-N-E-R. Uh, if you have questions, comments, concerns, please send up an audio clip of yourself to MuscleNerdStudios at gmail.com. We might even play it on the air. And, uh, Dad, if you'd like to take us out. Yes. Come with me if you want to live. Go out. Go up. 
And, and, do, and do something with your life. Come on, do, do something it. with your life. Do, do something it. with your life. Do Give something. these people air. <laughs> Get them air. Yes. They need the air. They need the air. They need the air. My name is not...